0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Cloud Spotting. Uh, we are back on air. Yep. Alex, how are you doing?
1: I'm alright. How are you?
0: I'm okay. <laughs> no, no hay fever.
1: No uh, hay fever? Uh, uh, what? You changed I, your drugs or something?
0: I did. I'm on, I'm on stronger drugs.
1: Okay. All legal, I hope. Uh, yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what's been keeping you busy? Uh, work,
0: primarily. It's been a good um, last few months. I think the uh, first half of the year has been quite busy. Mm. How about yourself?
1: Uh, the same, actually, yeah. Although, interestingly, I've been, uh, been working on our next graduate program for us,
0: which,
1: uh, which may prove to be quite prescient for this episode.
0: Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Since you say that, I think you should go ahead and start talking about the episode.
1: Okay. Well, uh, so the way I was looking at it is term time's over. The summer's kicking off. You yep. know, this is uh, an ideal time to have a conversation about... The choices we make when we're starting our careers in IT or Indeed. going into the world of university and these kind of things. Yeah. And who better, he says segueing perfectly, uh, to talk to that about <laughs> than four of the members of our Rackspace Graduate Program. So we have with us today we've got Sabia, Trisha, Yusuf, and Will. Um, so I think let's kick off, guys. Why why don't you just give us a bit of an introduction to who you are and a little bit about you? Sabia, do you want to start?
2: Sure. Um, Hi, my name is Sabiha, and I'm currently on the graduate scheme at Rackspace. I'm on the track to be um, a solutions architect by the end of this. Um, I guess I'll start off with my background. Um, So I did a degree in biomedical engineering, which I graduated actually this time last year.
1: biomedical engineering is building terminators for a living (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back
2: that's what everyone assumes but no (laughs) Um, so my main focus was medical devices so I learnt a lot about um, CT scans, MRIs and all of that and most of it was based around electronics so I remember one of my projects was to build an ECG so we um, connected all of that up and sort of looked at our heart rate and all of that. So that was that was fun.
1: That's brilliant. Thanks very much to be here. what about yourself?
2: Um, so, hi, everyone. I'm Tricia.
3: So I'm on the track to be a Google Cloud engineer by the end of uh, this GRAB program. So my background is that I was born and brought up in Kuwait. So I didn't grow I up in England. And I moved to India for about two years where I studied computer science. And then I transferred to Coventry University where I studied computer engineering.
4: Oh,
1: cool. Yeah. So all the, all the cool people in the room have comp sci degrees. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. All
4: right? It's just another
1: degree. <laughs>
4: <laughs> cool. Thanks, Risha. Will? Hi. Um, I'm Will. Um, so my background basically is I stayed close to home for uni. I went to the University of Surrey, which is now where I live, um, and did actually not computer science technically, computing and IT, which is effectively the same, exactly mm-hmm. the same, just with a couple of business modules in there. But uh, so yeah.
1: Cool.
5: And uh, Yusuf? So, uh, hi, guys. I'm Yusuf. So, I didn't do a computing degree. I did uh, pure maths at Aston University in Birmingham. I'm still cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mate, maths is cool. I degree in really?
5: maths. It's but fantastic. I only did um, pure, like, theory mathematics, so none of it was applied, so I had to, like, quickly change where I was going after uni.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty significant change as well. Like going from uh, the theoretical to the practical in terms of mm-hmm. the way you switch into the yeah, career, um,
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, it's a great idea, guys. Welcome to the show. Cool. So, uh, guys, as you got, as you might have guessed, this episode is not technical. It's more technology. We're still going to talk technology, absolutely. We're going to talk talky stuff, but. Not necessarily the, the way we talk about the normal episodes. Not getting our geek on. No, no. And we're definitely not going to talk about Special cake Maybe we might. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I think let's let's kick this off. Um, you know, we, we've just heard the introduction from you guys. Uh, and it sounds like we've got a variety of degrees in the room. I mean, Com science, comp with the, with the business, uh, add on to it, maths, of course. Um, how would you say your degree prepared for this? I mean, you didn't. no one did cloud in the degree as such?
5: I don't think it prepared me for the specific like topic to go into I think it just helped me mature and be more professional in how I like approach things.
1: So it's more personal development? Yeah more, more personal. Cool so more about learning to learn rather than actually learning specifically about the you know the subjects of cloud for example. Yep. What about yourself Will? So on your degree you did a degree which included computer science, so computer technology, and business. Now, cloud leans into all of those. Did they cover it in your degree?
4: Um, pretty much not at all, actually. So I don't know if it's changed in the last year or so, especially because of like, the exponential growth of cloud and stuff. But, yeah, so I think I counted uh, cloud technology twice and not even in the context of, of using the cloud. So I used um, um, an AWS PaaS platform, cloud nine mm-hmm. which it wasn't even owned by AWS at the time mm-hmm. and I also used I think it was Firebase oh, okay uh-huh. so which which is uh, on GCP um, again not in the context of the cloud just sort of in a mobile development module so I didn't kind of realize at the time but yeah um, there's not really any focus on cloud at all so sort of being asked questions after uni about the cloud it's like hang on a minute where, where was where was all this knowledge when I was at uni you know mm-hmm. But, um, even so, sort of the fundamentals makes it a lot easier to kind of pick up because it it is the same. It's just kind of new technologies new new concepts and more efficient ways to sort of use them as well mm-hmm. so yeah,
1: it's, I'll tell you what's interesting there is is that you use the cloud as a tool to help you get an outcome, but you didn't actually know what it was, or in fact probably at that point care what it was really. yeah. it just yeah. helped you achieve what it was that you were trying to achieve but as a but as a computer a computing degree. It's a bit scary that that wasn't, you know, that's not part of the baseline saying, right, now we're going to use this cloud technology to help us achieve this outcome.
0: It's bizarre. Universities coming to us and asking to install cloud solutions, Mm -hmm. but not teaching cloud, which is interesting. Mm. I mean, you guys, you you guys must have faced uh, a lot of difference because, Trisha, you, from a computer background, you probably Mm -hmm. had some influence of it, but I'm guessing to be a uh, biomedical engineering and cloud seems like poles apart. What are your thoughts? What what uh, how did you encounter that?
3: So I didn't study anything related to cloud, even though I studied computer engineering. But I did remember using Cloud MQTT. Oh, okay. When we were trying to uh, work on a project which was related to sensors and stuff, so we had to connect to Cloud MQTT and just use that to send information.
1: Okay, so you're effectively, again, it's the same thing. You're, you're using the tools of cloud to help you get that outcome that you needed. And in that case, it was funneling data, uh, which is interesting, actually, because Sabiha, you mentioned that you, you've done a biomedical engineering degree. You were looking at things like CT scans, et cetera. Yep. These, are, these are technologies which generate probably more data and are more appropriate for cloud use than many of the other things that we do, depending on the, depending on how you're going to process it. Yeah. So did you, you know, did they talk about what do you actually do with all this data? How do you process it, that kind of thing? Did they, did they do that on your degree? Um,
2: no. In terms of like data and stuff, they didn't really cover that. It was more on how to use the actual machines. Right. Um, but I was interested in like uh, machine learning and, and things like that. But that was more on uh, more on me, so I did like sort of self study with that and um, I purposely chose a project um, in my third year, which was a MATLAB based project. So it mm-hmm. was Iris recognition. So that was sort of looking at um, a lot of data as well. Um, so it was more of self-study with that. So that's sort of what kind of led me here, I guess.
1: So you saw the, you saw the benefit of the cloud and the technology by helping you achieve something you wanted to learn for yourself and achieve out of, yeah, outside definitely. of your degree, really, almost. Okay. So, off the back of that, we have two people in the room who did computing-related degrees. So, the natural progression was going to be, relatively speaking, for you to come along and start working in a career like this. But two people in the room did completely different degrees that may have had some element of technology in the back end, but in reality we're not technology-focused. Mm. So, what makes you make the decision to go from, you know, maths grad to cloud? <laughs> I think it was more that I knew my degree was...
5: Going to be general, so when I went to university, I knew I wasn't ready to pick a career until after uni. Uh-huh. So I thought I'd do a degree that would keep my options open, and then looking into Isn't art history, the traditional one. <laughs> <yeah, exactly. laughs> but I think with me, it was um, you know, as you know, my mentor was like quite fun with Cloud, and he knew a lot about the business, mm-hmm. and I knew how like good the progression was, and I didn't really know what Cloud was, but I knew that there was a good like money in it. All oh, right. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it. What can you do? So um, I thought it was a good idea to look into it. But when I actually looked into it, it was really interesting. So
1: mm. decided to check it out. Oh, cool. And Sabiha, what took you from developing terminators to uh, <laughs> to to cloud?
2: Yeah, I think I, I'm the same. I mean, um, I didn't want to sort of look at one path in particular. So when I did my degree. Um, I, I really enjoyed it but at the same time when I graduated I didn't want to limit myself to just going into one field so I sort of looked at all the opportunities available to me and and yeah I mean I guess I just looked at what I what I was qualified for and looked at like job descriptions of what I can develop on in terms of my skills and technical um, aspects of that I guess nice. So I wanted to develop myself in that way. So that's how I came across. Cool, cool. This job.
1: so hard though. Even I mean, I remember being. Oh, I'm not going to say how many years ago. Let's say a few <laughs> years ago, when I was coming out of school and going to university, and I, yeah. I I changed degree after my first year. I started off doing structural engineering, and uh, I went to my dad. Um, two weeks before I was due to go back for my second year, I said, Dad, I don't think I want to do this. Like, I can't calculate bending moments for the rest of my life. Um, and he said, don't worry, son, I'm 50, and I still don't know what I want to do. <laughs> so, it's, But that, but that's incredibly difficult. So it's, yeah. it's advantageous to uh, choose a degree that has enough vocational scope that you can choose where you're coming after your degree. But do you not find with the... I mean, how how, how are you impacted about the cost of university nowadays versus in the old days because i mean i was very lucky i was the very last year that we managed to get a full uh, like we didn't pay fees and we got full grant and all that so surely not knowing what your what your career is going to be at the point where you have to then spend what fifty seven thousand pounds or whatever the average debt it becomes how on earth does that impact you
3: um, um, my parents paid
0: for me
1: <laughs> 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 One way to pay for it yeah. yeah well that
5: helps yeah I, I think with um, with me was that at the time when I was going to university it didn't seem that there was much options mm-hmm. elsewhere but after leaving university and seeing how many like apprenticeships and apprenticeship funding degrees and stuff like that is available mm. I'll definitely say nowadays you don't really need to get a degree you could mm-hmm. there's you could still get a degree but you don't have to go all yourself there's a lot of Opportunities out there, but mm-hmm. for, for our stage, I, I guess oh, my mind wasn't that open, and I thought a degree was the standard path yeah. that you'd
4: follow. Um, I guess for me, my plan sort of was always to get a degree was go to uni. That's just kind of the the path I saw myself taking. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, doing a computer science degree was um, I don't want to say like safe option, but like a a, a firm choice in my mind. So mm-hmm. like you know, doing this degree you know, I, I'll get on with it. I'll, it, it will lead me to something, whatever it is, mm-hmm. s- something really good and successful afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I think from my standpoint, doing a computer science degree, that was like um, a safe bet in my mind. Mm. Yeah,
1: the the outcomes were de-risked because you knew you had all these options that you exactly, could potentially yeah. take after. Yeah. yeah, and computer science opens
0: a whole lot of windows, yeah. of course, I mean, with, with the technologies that are out there now. But yeah, absolutely, I mean... Uh, I have a very similar experience in mine. We, we didn't have a lot of options when I was going I'd be like, I was back in India. It was the first degree. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like you either do commerce or arts or science and great. You got to choose between one of three, <laughs> all three boring. But, uh, I think the concept is, is evolved. As you mentioned, it's evolved to the fact that you don't have to sort of follow a single track uh, mm-hmm. and then come across it. And, uh, I I still loved my degree because it gave me the opportunity to go into a whole variety of things.
1: Mm -hmm. So, so you guys all came out of university. You decided that's it. It's the world for Mm -hmm. me—the exciting world of (laughs) Uh, IT—just because you wanted something to talk about at parties, wasn't it? I know that's definitely what (laughs) it came. So, how did that then materialise into you know getting part of the Rackspace graduate program, and how have you found that transition from? university into into the world of work?
5: So with me, I found as soon as I graduated, I knew that when I was told about cloud that it was really a good career to go into, but I thought not having any technical background or not having hands-on coding experience, it would take me a good five years to try to get into that field. So after trying to apply for like software development roles or just any entry-level role, that would give me a chance to get some hands-on. So during the summer holiday, I was like I was doing, I was trying to like learn machine learning so I could try to talk my way into a role and then just get into that little technical experience and then work my way up. Mm-hmm. But then after seeing that opportunity for at Rackspace, it was just mind mind blowing. So <laughs> I was really happy to get on to uh,
2: yeah, I think I think we were really lucky in the sense that we got that um training as well. So the three months at QA. Um, that sort of ease like put me at ease because they told me like oh yeah you're going to be getting this, this amount of training so don't worry you're going to be fine mm-hmm. because coming from a, a complete different degree it's like you wonder am I going to be good enough to be in that role mm-hmm. so I think that was like yeah, a good a good thing
0: so it, it kind of set the agenda for
1: you to what mm-hmm. to expect in a mm-hmm. sense
2: yeah yeah exactly
1: that's pretty good so this is all prior to actually starting on site at Rackspace so Trisha um Sabie already talked about um, you were on a three month training program that we partnered with QA, um, so that was up in Manchester. Um, now t- tell us a little bit about the kind of things that you you studied on that, what you learned from it, what you took away.
3: Um, yeah, so the three months training we little learned a lot. So some of the technologies was Docker, Terraform, and initially I had no idea what that was, so it was a little scary because. Like, like Sabia said, it's like, um, if you don't know what you're going to do in your job, would you be good, good enough mm-hmm. or anything? So I think uh, we worked really hard because I remember Sabia and I used to go in uh, during weekends just to do work because we, we used to panic a lot. So we would go in like, during weekends and like learn every, like whatever we didn't finish in the week, mm-hmm. we would go go back in the weekends and complete it. So mm-hmm. we did try. So that was kind of interesting. And everyone told us that you have a good opportunity, make the most of it. So I just thought, let me just believe them and
4: mm-hmm.
3: make the most of it. Because I think, um, yeah, like everyone said, you're working for Rackspace is a good, you have a good opportunity. And I felt like I was really lucky because I didn't apply for the job, but I got an email, regarding, uh, I got an email for the job. Wow. So I thought, okay, it, I felt like it was luck for me. Mm-hmm. So I thought, let me just do my best and see how it goes.
1: I think with everybody's career, there's always a little element of luck in, yeah. it, in all of these things. I, I, almost everybody I've ever spoken to in IT has one little or two little stories of something that changed in their in their life or in their career, whatever that led them to a yep. role. Um, and often it comes down to, you know, seconds or minutes of difference between one, what, you know, one career path and the other just by virtue of something that's happened. Um, the other thing you mentioned there was uh, what we refer- re- regularly reference as imposter syndrome. Now that's a really interesting thing to bring up because, uh, and I think it almost feels like we should have an episode about that later. We should, we should.
0: It's it's not a bad thing, guys. Exactly. It's yeah. Bad. I mean, it's I think really
1: everybody in every level in every role at some point has some feeling of imposter syndrome, um, and it's and it's absolutely common. I think the more you mature into the roles, the more comfortable you are. But the second you then switch into your next one, then you're back into you know <laughs> back into imposter syndrome again. <laughs> Um, so, what about you, Will? So, you you knew from from day one you were gonna you were gonna go into this IT thing. Um, you joined the Rackspace program. You did the you did the three months of uh, of residential training. So, you then came out of that into the I'll, I'd call that almost a segue into the real world <laughs> of work. Yeah. Then you landed at Rackspace. So, what's what's that been like, and what do you think have been the key
4: differences between that and you know the world of, say, university? Yeah, um, so yeah landing into Rackspace space was certainly not not so not what we expected but i guess you don't really know what to expect mm-hmm. like um you kind of dropped into this role saying oh you, you you're going to become this role in a, a year and a half time it's like God, how how on earth am i going to achieve that but <laughs> obviously with a bit more insight now a bit more a bit, a bit of time under our belt it's like okay you know um and i guess the difference between that and being at university is that university has given you those sort of fundamental skills mm-hmm. to be able to learn quickly it kind of doesn't teach you the knowledge but it teaches you how to learn right mm-hmm. so what things to kind of remember how to remember things um and kind of like i know that we all sort of got our first certifications within sort of a month or, or two months you know so that kind mm-hmm. of that kind of speaks as proof to what i'm kind of saying right um mm-hmm and um, yeah so so, t- so tell us it. about
1: that so we uh you guys came along you'd never really properly heard of cloud pro- uh, uh, university <laughs> you then do your you do your three months and then within i think it was six or eight weeks of everybody starting we had 100 of the of the program had all taken their first gcp engineering exam what was that like compared to uh say exams at university like how do you see the difference there? that
2: um, I think exams at university were more um, like structured in that case, in, in that sense. So you sort of know what you're going to be studying, mm-hmm. whereas like with this exam, it's like we, we didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So we were still learning about something completely new and sort of structuring it in our own way. That's
0: very interesting. So how then did you sort of set yourself to prepare for it? Because it would be a massive change in methodology, change in thinking. Like, mm-hmm. as Will mentioned, university taught you in a certain way to, to learn things. And then the fact that now you have to learn something that's completely different. Or did you do anything different? Or did you sort of build something different with preparing for the certifications?
2: Um, I think what really helped is the fact that we had so many people around us that had that knowledge. So, everyone at Rackspace were really supportive in terms of um, sort of teaching us the aspects of a um, Google certification and how to take that. And just generally, just giving us um, advice on 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 a new new sort of exam for us. Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty good, Alex. There, there is a uh, a certain controversial question here. Oh, and yes. This is probably probably for more for you and me. Uh, we've been doing this certification business for a long time. We've been doing a lot of certificates. I uh, mean,
1: the certification uh, hamster wheel, as some people would refer to. It. Yeah,
0: absolutely. The yep. never-ending. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: sometimes it it sort of asks the question. What's the value of it? Mm-hmm. So open question to you guys. Uh, maybe Yusuf, you can kick it off. Um, do you see a value in the certification that you achieved?
5: I think definitely the engineer certification gave me a good foundation to like the Google Cloud. But I think when I went to do the professional architect, my revision technique at the start was more to pass the exam. Mm-hmm. So I don't think my growth in the whole GCP like area was increasing I think mm-hmm. that's why I failed it the first time ah, okay. so the, I realized you I had to stop going with the university approach just revising to pass the exam instead of trying to learn what you're actually trying to do trying to become a cloud architect mm-hmm. so I think my second approach was trying to do more labs and actually understanding how it's used even understanding the business case and I think that's what makes the cert worth it not just trying to pass it for that cert Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people do say you could get a false sense of confidence if you just go for loads of certs and then you have all these certs on your belt, but you've never actually used any of them. Because yeah. you can actually get away with not touching any of the tech and passing all the exams. So mm-hmm. I think that's like something key to think about before when you
1: take Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I, I
0: think the interviewing system has caught on about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember back in the day, we used to refer to people as paper MCSEs. So they'd go out and get their MCSE, Microsoft Certified. What was it back then? Microsoft Certified Systems solution, Engineer. Systems engineer. Systems yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they, they changed that again, didn't they, when they renamed it 15 times? You're looking at historic MCSE here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I started in 2003 for that as well, yeah. But the, we had lots and lots of people applying for roles in those days who would have their paper MCSE, but the reality was they never had any experience to back it up, and it only took a little bit of probing to catch that in an interview process and make it really clear that somebody didn't really have the skills to actually do the role that you needed. Um, what you're describing here is, you're building up those skills and experience and utilizing that to allow you to take the exam rather than taking the exam to then build up the skills and experience. Yeah, Absolutely,
0: no, that's, that's a very valid point. I think it's it definitely helps in career development mm-hmm. to get that certification, but I see, I see Trisha, you got a nice certified mug there. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna ask you a question. How, does it help in your confidence? I mean, did getting a certification under your belt, which is not the degree that you did in university, how does it help in the confidence and say, okay, I know what I'm doing?
3: Mm. So, yeah, it definitely does help you uh, gain confidence. So the first thing is because it has the word Google in it, you <laughs> you get that confidence that, oh, I'm a Google Cloud certified engineer. Mm. So it gives you confidence to do uh, to aim for the professional exams. Mm. But then again, the associate compared to, the professional is a huge gap mm-hmm. but it definitely gives you confidence and I remember when you do so this is the first exam we did and before you press the submit button you just get you just panic a lot <laughs> and you close your eyes because it's like what if you fail and you see that it's like but it was a good thing. So you see the word pass. And the thing is that the word pass is in red. So you mm. kind of think again. <laughs> it's like, Wait, did you really pass? And then you have that's a moment. It. Yeah, so you have like two minutes where you just sit down and think like, okay, I actually passed. Yep. And you walk out feeling happy. So that's yeah. Punch good. in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and because um, as cloud admins, we started getting exposure to AWS. And I really like AWS as well. So um, it's opened my mind to... Try to get a certification for AWS, mm-hmm. anything, and yeah. the socio ones. Broaden the
1: technical horizon. Yeah.
3: yeah,
1: cool. It's a multi-cloud world. It is. I mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's really cool there as well. This is this is just my personal opinion. I came out of university and you have to wait a month for your results <laughs> <Yes>. every time, <laughs> and and getting those results instantly, the dopamine hit at the end of it. <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. I love that one month. <laughs>
1: yeah that's we won't talk about what the results no, that came yeah, well, through when, the you, end of well, the when end. you press on me and it says fail you got to go back into the office and <laughs> <laughs> well that, ah, i yes. think there's a, there's two camps in it aren't there? there's the ones who say i'm gonna go and do the exam today guys i'll see you later and then there's the other ones who go guys i did the exam today and i passed <laughs> don't worry about the past
0: no fair enough that's a good point i think uh and that that leads me very nicely into another question that i had and it's probably open for guys so, um, Yeah, you did your training in QA. You came in, you worked in Rackspace. What did you focus on in Rackspace? I I know that you guys went to different departments and you worked with different people. Um, Yeah, tell us about that. Tell us about how your journey has been inside Rackspace. Maybe maybe we'll, if you want to kick it off.
4: Yeah, so um, I think the first month we kind of, you know, we had a goal to get certification. So we um, maybe put a bit too much focus on that, but it was in in the front of our minds the whole time. But then we kind of got... um, a chance to get exposure to other parts of the business, maybe that we weren't even necessarily ever going to work with. So we did sort of a four-week rotation with FLR um, on the fourth floor. So that's our front line. Front line response. Team, yeah. yeah. So the first line ticketing. Yep. Yep. Um, and just see how they route tickets. You know, mm-hmm. the, all general tickets, but how they handle them, how the the Linux guys solve tickets, which Please to our role a little bit um, how the Windows guys do and it's just more of an insight to what other people do in the business and then there was another rotation a long one an uh, eight week one where we rotated around our floor um, around onboarding around professional services solutions architects engineering um, and got to see what they kind of did it just kind of brings it all together uh, gives some context um, and then with all that going in, into more specific stuff into our roles you know we, we've got We've got everything else. We've also got the um, the connections as well, yep. you know, the, the networking from all this, the exposure to so other, other areas of the business. So, um, you know, you, you get stuck on something, you know, stuck on a ticket. Oh, I remember, you know, when I was shadowing engin- the engineers, I'll, I'll, I'll hit this person up, they might know. Um, mm-hmm. So, perfect. It's, yeah, it's, it, it was a really good experience, and it kind of um, – I guess it's a part of the graduate scheme that's um, – sure. Indeed, you know other people don't get this opportunity, right? So it, it kind of helped us a lot. um
0: Yeah, absolutely. The, the focus was to give you that visibility into every every department. What were you, Sis?
5: I think the main thing I noticed at Rackspace is that the people here were willing to share what makes them successful. So in other places, people don't want to tell you what their skills are or how they do their job because they're afraid of losing their job. <laughs> <laughs> but here, is I noticed as soon as I got here, like managers, whoever were willing to tell me all. Or that they know just to help me progress and mm-hmm. I appreciate that a lot it's
0: fantastic it's good to hear it's good to hear so a question then uh, coming on, on back of that uh, probably to be um, mm-hmm. y- you joined the graduate program with an intention to go as a solutions architect right as you went through this process did you think that that's something that you didn't want to do or did you have a thought that maybe there's something else maybe when you do the FLR you might want to go down that path. What What were your thoughts in terms of the process?
2: Um, at first, I was. It was quite daunting for me because um, the thought of like uh, facing customers like that was mm-hmm. was was scary. I guess because um, I didn't really think that I was a confident person at all. Um, but Seven months in now, I feel like um, I've, I've developed on that confidence and I'm still developing on that. And I want to be able to be at a stage where I'll be facing customers and talking to them confidently in what I know about the cloud and giving them the best solutions possible.
1: Fantastic. That's brilliant. There's, so I think actually that leads neatly into a question I had. Yeah. Um, and it, it in part, it links to confidence. But I think the biggest part is here. You've walked into a career out of university as a woman. Yeah. And you've chosen to come into the world of IT where I can't remember what the stats are, but it's something like 80-20, I think, male-dominated or more at the moment. So what has that been like? And how, how did you see that coming in versus where you are now?
2: Um, in terms of being, like, one of the few women um i would say like sp- starting the role i was really really scared um <laughs> because i thought like um i'd be on my own and th- i wouldn't have any support around me <laughs> but um now now i know like you know there's there's so many amazing people around me that that give me that support and it really really helps that Trish is with me <laughs> <laughs> Um, because like, even on, even on like the kickoff day that we had, um, Trisha wasn't there and I was sort of thinking in my mind, Am I, I'm going to be working in a team with all all men. Mm-hmm. Will I be able to do that? But I knew that if I, if I didn't go with the opportunity, I would regret it. And mm-hmm. I think that overtakes my decisions in terms of, I would always, um, do something that to avoid that regret. Mm-hmm. So that's what kept me on
1: and trisha you guys have been doing uh a load of stuff both in work and outside of work um with the rat gives back program and and in your own time um around women in tech and developing the next generation of women in tech why don't you talk us through a few of the kind of things that you've been up to because i think there's some some really good stories there around um you know developing the next generation
3: okay um let me start off by saying that I think I was lucky enough that I never had anyone who stopped me from going into IT. Uh-huh. So I think I'm one of the lucky few. So I, like a lot of people would tell me, like, oh, you're a woman in tech, how how do you deal with it? But I never really had that mindset. So I just didn't care. I would mm-hmm. just go for it. So it definitely helped that Sabia was in it. But um, And I think um, my fellow graduates have been really supportive, so so it, i don't think i've had any bad experiences but uh, now that i'm more aware that um, like the women in tech thing so like for example we went to Windsor girls school on wednesday to do a speed networking session and it kind of amazed me that a lot of women don't want it, don't want a career in it so we were talking about it and every they had they did know what they want to do with their life and surprisingly everyone knew about cloud so mm-hmm. that's what Sabia and i were Discussing, so they 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 do know what it is, but they just don't want to um, look into it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people wanted to go into medicine or horse riding or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to ask them. I what was
1: al- Windsor? To be fair. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so I did. Uh, so I asked them why why don't you want to do something in tech? And they just didn't have an answer. So they ha- didn't have a valid ex- explanation as to why they didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But once I I think I spoke about Rackspace a bit and how supportive everyone is. And I did notice that some people even um, noted our company name down. So mm-hmm. maybe they might look into it in the future. <laughs> but yeah, and I told them, and and they were more interested once I, once I said that it pays well as well. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Always so
5: helps.
3: Like, and, Always I, helps. Yeah, and I mentioned about the quiet room. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, what company is that? I really want to come in. So in that way, like, so I think when you talk about it and like maybe the perks of um, working in IT, mm-hmm. people seem interested. I just think it's, Maybe not spoken about enough, mm-hmm. but yeah, we've had a lot of good experience. Like we had, we were given so many opportunities to actually go to volunteer and help out, and like talk to other girls and inspire them to mm-hmm. to want a career in IT.
1: And do you think so? You've mentioned IT there, and we generally we were talking about IT. But do you think it's IT, or do you think it's STEM kind of careers in general?
3: I think more IT because. Um, personally because like I said there are p- women who do want to go into medicine mm-hmm. and stuff it's, I think it's just things to do with computers maybe mm-hmm. yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you for that Trisha that was fantastic um, so this is probably going to be uh, an a, a announcement or, or a, a, a something to for the younger listeners out uh-huh. there
1: so, my, my kids actually listen to this do they? yeah and they're 9 and 7 <laughs> okay, definitely. there
0: you go there's your audience so so Trisha and Sabiha I was pushing to you uh, being uh, part of the women in tech process with Rackspace, what advice would you give to budding graduates out there, so younger listeners, younger women, younger girls, in terms of looking into IT? What, what, what would you say them? What would you tell them?
3: Um, so my advice is just be confident. So one of the things I regret is not, um, not volunteering for public speaking. So I, f- I feel like if I did that or someone pushed me to do that, I think I would be more confident. Mm-hmm. And another advice is if anyone makes fun of you or tells you that you can't do it because you're a woman, just ignore them and just do it anyway. <laughs> I think that's the best thing
2: you can do.
0: Good advice. That's a great idea.
2: Um, I would say like, if you have an interest in, in IT, especially for girls, um, don't let sort of um, those daunting thoughts take the better of you yeah. because in the end, um, it will all be worth it. And people are there to support you, so don't be scared to do something that you're interested in. Cool, fantastic. Cool.
0: Um, I think that's a, that's a good point to to end this episode.
1: I think it is. That's for me. That's been absolutely fascinating. Really appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys all coming along. Yeah. Um, I've learned a lot. Uh, and Me it's too. really been interesting because I mentioned I've got two kids, you know, both daughters, and, and I, I'm a massive nerd, and so I'd like them to be to <laughs> IT or you know something like that. That'd be great. And so I think it's quite inspiring actually, um, seeing the journey that you've all come on, um, and the fact that you've been able to direct your careers. Based on what you're passionate about, not necessarily just what you decided to do for your original degrees.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think we have a lot of time to do the news, but uh, one thing I'd say is uh, Sabia has released a blog. Oh yeah, uh, which we will link into the sh- into the notes of this episode, so yeah, everybody can sort of go to it. It's it's a I found it really interesting. It, it talk good about about women in tech and it also about how you sort of got into this graduate program. So it's great. Yeah. Uh, it gives you a lot of insight. Uh, that should be cool. Awesome. Um,
1: so, in which case, until next time, if you, uh, if you can take two seconds of your time to go on Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher, leave us a very quick review, just lets other people understand what the show is all, all about. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Spotting Clouds, uh, and you can contact the show. Uh, via our website, which is now, we've done a, a little tweak on the address. So it's now just rackspace.com slash cloud spotting. Until next time, thank you everybody for a, yeah. a, an awesome episode. Excellent. So. Thank, thank you. you very much.
2: Thank you. 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 We'll Bye. <laughs>